Hello and welcome to the Total Football Podcast. In this episode, we will be doing a match review of some of the games of last weekend. Today, I'm joined with three wonderful guests. Matt, long time no see, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. I'm glad to be back. Thank you, Akib. Great. Alex, nice for you to join us. How are you? I'm very good. How are you, Akib? I'm good, thank you. And last but not least, Edo, how are you? I'm great, Akib. Thank you for having me here. Fantastic, great. Um, so, Matt, I'm just going to pass on to you. I know you got some questions pulled out from your notebook of Bayern versus Frankfurt, so go ahead. You lead the way. Yeah, of course. Um, before I start, I'm going to um, uh, just add some stats. Obviously, it was the biggest upset for the reigning German champions. Uh, Frankfurt won that game against Bayern Munich. Uh, Frankfurt, this year, 2021, has started off pretty well. Uh, they're the second best attacking side in the Bundesliga with 45 goals. The most informed team since 2021. And since then, they have collected 25 points. That's the biggest amount that any team has achieved. And speaking of Bayern, they really don't like to play against Frankfurt because they haven't lost more away games more often than any side in, to any side in the Bundesliga than Frankfurt which is 23 defeats. Um, Akib, why don't you give us your thoughts on the game? Yeah, um, I think the first half we didn't play particularly well. We were quite slow. The pitch was also quite wet, so there's no need for to make excuses like Jürgen Klopp. But um, I think we can all agree that I think there's a lot of pressure on Bayern, especially in Germany. The Everyone's waiting one day, buying to lose, buying to lose. So it was going to happen. I knew that, you know, with the injury problems, with the COVID issues as well. And um, with some of some players not be able to play in their in, in their preferred positions, such as Chupa Monting playing at camp isn't probably the best. And Nicolas Sula playing a right back is also not the best. But you just have to deal with it and move on and, and, and look forward for the next game. Yeah. Uh, Akib, do you think that obviously Chupomoting was replaced by the young Jamal Musiala? Do you think that substitution should have came a lot earlier in the game? I definitely think so. Um, I think a lot of Bayern fans can agree with me that Musiala did a lot more in the last 10 minutes than Chupomoting the whole game. I think Yeah, uh, he, Musiala... he was definitely more lively in that game. Yeah, I think Musiala is very very creative on the ball. He, he's always looking to go forward. I think Chupomotic has that Arturo Vidal issue where he just passes the ball back to the defence all the time. Don't see why, but yeah, definitely think that Hansi Flick should read Cassinda and, and, and put Musiala ahead of um, of Chupomotic. Mm. And obviously, um, Bayern will play Lazio next in the Champions League. Um, is that a warning sign for Bayern? to keep on going with that high intensity? Do you think that Champions League fixture is a super important one? I think so, yeah. I think we are defending the title. I think defending the title is more difficult than winning the title. Like, you know. Um, and Lazio are a very strong team, you know, as well in Serie A. Um, they can catch you quite quick on the counter as well. Um Defence isn't the sharpest, but the midfield is absolutely incredible, you know, especially Luis Alberto and Maluka Savage. These are two great players who, who, when they're in form, quite difficult to beat out. 
So I think we need to be prepared quite well and, and put the best lineup up to, to, to beat this game. Obviously, you've mentioned that kind of um, lack of the uh, centre attack midfielder. Hansi Flick was experimenting in that game. But usually, Thomas Miller is the one who's in that role, playing just below Robert Lewandowski. But obviously, he had uh, he tested positive for coronavirus uh, before the club World Cup final. Um, how important is uh, this game without Thomas Miller? And who do you think you should uh, should start for Bayern? Absolutely, I think Thomas Miller is a fantastic player. He's really good at positioning himself in the right moments. You know, classified as a round waiter. Um, Lewandowski himself isn't. Um, continuing his form without him because, you know, the partnership has been there for almost five years. And you can sort of imagine, you know, losing your best partner at attack is can be very difficult. Um, I think the most important decision that Hansi has to take is whether Musiala is, is a great option. And I think he is. Um, if you don't think that he is not, then I preferably put Alaba in midfield with, with Goretzka. And maybe Mark Rocker at Cam. Maybe I think that's also an option. Um, but I mean, like I said, with all the injury issues and the problems of COVID, even for me, I don't know what the lineup will be. It's quite unpredictable at the moment. Okay, okay. And um, yeah, the right back role. Uh, obviously, Pavard also uh, has the coronavirus, and uh, Hansi Flick was experimenting in that game too, putting Niklas Sula in that right back role. Uh, do you think, what's the sensible approach for uh, Hansi Flick on the right-back role? What would you suggest to him? Personally, I think we should put Joshua Kimmich at right-back. Um, you know, against Frankfurt, Nicolas Sula, you know, especially the second goal they scored, Jonas, you know, there's questions over whether if Nicolas Sula could have taught, you know, man-marked the player quite quicker if he could have sort of went to uh, Jonas as quick as possible. Um, he gave him too much time, too much space to take, to take the shot. And I think Nicholas, it's not his fault. I mean, it's not his usual position. Um, I think the most sensible approach would be put Kimi got right back and Alaba and, and or Rocco or Goretzka in midfield out of these three players in midfield. Okay, interesting. Uh, so going back to Lazio, they are very good at uh, transition and play. Obviously, it's going to be a great kind of uh, clash between the two of the great greatest uh, currently European strikers, Ciro Immobile and uh, Robert Lewandowski. What are you expecting from Bayern? How will they tackle this tactical approach of transitional play? Yeah, um, I did watch a few um, videos of Lazio. They're very good at transitional players, like you said. You know, very good at moving from defence to offence quite quickly. Can obviously regain possession really quick as well and very good at sticking in the tackles quite hard. Um, quite aggressive side as well. You know, the defence is quite strong, tall players involved, midfield as well is really solid. Um, you know, for Bayern to tackle this, it's going to be very difficult because, you know, Bayern is, a, is the most tactical team. You don't have the strongest players, the best players, we're probably the most tactical team. Um, and even the most tactical team might need a few strong players, a few, uh, you know, fouls here and then. To obviously beat this team is not difficult to beat Lazio when, when, when they are very good at this um, tactic. But I think Bayern just have to go into this game hoping that if they can steal at least one away goal 
and hope that when we get back to Allianz Arena, everything will be fine. Muller will be back, Pawal will be back, and defence will be strong and solid as always, well, I hope. Uh, so I think that's that's the main thing that Bayern needs to go and, and focus on, is grabbing that away goal. Um, Edo, um, okay, uh, I think it's going to be a very exciting game. Um, it's a good clash uh, between the Italian side and the German side. Now, speaking of Italian sides, let's move on to the Serie A. Um, we've had the derby of Milan, Inter versus uh, AC Milan. Um, th- these two teams are kind of competing against each other for the title. Do you think, Edo, that this game will decide who will win the league this year? Sorry, Matt, could you repeat the question? Do you think that this game will decide who will win the league this season at the, the derby? The derby? Um, certainly, I think, uh, obviously, Inter got an edge over Milan. But still, you know, it's still tight. You know, it's, you know, three, four points, even five teams can still catch up. And it's still a long way until the end of the season. And we'll see whether Inter can keep winning and extending their lead. Mm, yeah. After a good performance against Lazio and Milan, is this a dangerous threat to Juve on who will win the title, Alex? Yeah, of course. Lukaku and Lautaro Martinez up front are, I would say, with the two um, best duo strikers right now. Against Lazio and, and Milan, they both proved how well they can play against, um, with each other. And yeah, I think they're the most informed team in Italy right now. And I think they're they're the closest thing to challenge Juventus for the title. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also another game, Talanta Napoli. Um Alex Wakib, I don't know which one of you was on duty uh, in brackets yeah, yeah. on that game. But if you would like to tell us about that one, because it seemed like a pretty pretty interesting game. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to go? Um, thank you, Alex. Um, I think Atlanta-Napoli was a fantastic game. It was a quite um, aggressive game as well. You know, the fact that Napoli had two centre-backs out, um, they knew that they were not going to win this game. Um, with, with the Zapata and Muriel form, which, which is currently hold in the Serie A. Um, I think both teams played fantastically well where they could. Uh, Napoli, unfortunately, just conceded set pieces quite easily, um, especially when they brought on Koulibaly as a defensive reinforcement to fix the issue towards the end of the game. They still conceded. Um, the the defence as well, it doesn't look very organised as well from Napoli. Um and I'm not sure what is the current situation going with Gattuso, whether whether this game could decide what could happen to him in his future. I, I think it would be a bit harsh to say that he, he will get sacked. But obviously, we never know. You know, Napoli are quite unpredictable team. Anything could happen. So, yeah. Yeah, as I keep saying, Napoli's defence is quite... Um, it's not the best right now. Obviously, not, they've not been lucky with all the injuries they've got, especially in attack. And yesterday, also Ozyman getting injured and um, fainting. Mm. So, yeah, I, I think Napoli now, they need to rebuild their team in the summer. Maybe Sagatouz and restart the whole 
the whole team and keep the key players such as Insigne, Koulibaly and Zielinski if they can. Mm. Obviously, Alex, talking about injuries with Napoli, Juve have also had some problems. Yeah. How do you think that will impact, you know, what, what Perlo wants to achieve at the end of the season? Do you think they'll drive more towards a Serie A title or towards the Champions League? How do you think these injuries will affect this Juve side? The injuries came at the wrong time. You know, uh, we have the second leg in a few weeks and uh, four or five st- um, first-team players getting injured. So, And now we have a few crucial games in the league with Crotone and Verona coming up. Mm. So, yeah, we need to just find the balance, play some of the youth, maybe for Jolie in midfield. Yeah, and we just need to find the right form and getting ready for that second leg. Yeah, certainly. Absolutely. Great point made there by Alex. Um, you know, it's great to bring in some youth players when you have these challenging times. It's great for youth players to get the opportunity mm. and play. And talking about defensive injuries, though, Liverpool, mm. we, we know that Liverpool have had defensive injuries ever mm. since the season has started. Um, Everton-Liverpool was also quite yeah. great class. Uh, two notes, Everton. Um, Liverpool obviously won the game against Leipzig with great confidence and great drive, mm. you know, you know, great desire that they can move on to the Prem and, and let's hope that we can beat um, Everton. Uh, but unfortunately, that didn't go to plan. What do you think what happened with Liverpool? I just think, you know, having been in Leipzig, you would think they would, as you said, they would go into Premier League with that drive, you know, let's win, it's a derby, it's a big match, but it just didn't happen. I think Everton played a really good game, you know, defensively. Pickford as well made a really important save at one point. Really good save. Really difficult save as well. And Everton managed to snatch at the end, you know, early goal from Richarlison, a fantastic placed penalty by Sigurdsson. And that was enough to earn the three points. Yeah, and I was, I was going to say for I, Liverpool, um, even though... They have defensive struggles with all the injuries. The attack's always been the same, you know, the trio. Mm. And they don't seem to be causing any problems up in... Um, like, they don't... Uh, they don't create any, like, close chances or anything. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a question to you guys. Uh, speaking of Gilfie Sigurdsson, he's... Um, since the arrival of Carlo Ancelotti in the beginning, he had a really tough start um, trying to get into that first team. However, now he's kind of the main kind of person leading that squad alongside James Rodriguez and other uh, big name stars such as uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison and Luca Dina. Uh, do you think that he's he's kind of redeemed himself in the eyes and he's a bit underrated uh, of a player? Yeah, certainly. I think, you know, Sigurdsson is a great player, really good technical ability. And, you know, we don't know for sure what's going on inside that Everton changing room. But if he's playing well enough, then I think Ancelotti should be starting him. Yeah. And moving on to another Premier League game, well, Manchester City continuing their absolute fantastic form. Um, No doubt they look like the best Mm. Premier League team and probably the most informed team in the league, no doubt. Alex, I'm just going to ask you this question. How do you think, well, you know, City's mm. form is incredible. It's absolutely fantastic. And Pep Guardiola has just produced a masterclass team with him. 
Um, and just moving on to Champions League, City are not the best when it comes to Champions League. They always seem to fail yeah. in smaller teams. But with this current form, how do you think they can take this and move on to the Champions League? Well, I'm not sure if they're going to focus on just the league or, or both the league and Champions League, but they're playing Gladbach, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I think they'll go through it quite comfortably, actually. And um, yeah, um, depends who they get when they go further on. Mm. But yeah, I think I think they're really good favourites for the Champions League this season. And also talking about um, European competitions, uh, Europa League has also been in the eyes for Jose Mourinho after the game against West Ham. Um, and I'm just going to move to you since Roma is also in the Europa League. Um, Jose Mourinho, after the game, has stated at the press conference that maybe Europa League is the only way for Spurs to qualify for the Champions League, as obviously the top four is getting challenging and challenging with West, with West Ham competing, with Everton competing, with also Leicester being mm. in the fight. Do you think uh, teams like Spurs should really 100% give their full focus on the Europa League to get that Champions yeah, I think spot? Spurs, you know, it's a good side, a fantastic manager, and they can certainly give the Europa League a shot, but I also think that the Premier League, you know, is pretty unpredictable right now. We've got, you know, the table, which is pretty close from fourth place all the way down to ninth or eighth place. I think any team can give Champions League or Europa League a shot uh, as in to qualify for it. Absolutely. No, yeah. And I mean, it is a shock result for Spurs. 2-1. Jesse Lingard, obviously proving West Ham how, how much of an important player he is. Um, unfortunately, we're going to move on to Matt now. Matt, I'm just going to move on to you about sort of PSG and, you know, how they just, you know, recently lost against Monaco 2-0. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about that 2-0 and how does that really have an impact on the league? Well, yes, PSG have lost 2-0 against Monaco, as you said. It was a disappointing loss for Maurizio Pochettino and his men as they are kind of writing uh, pretty... They've got rival rivals in that for that top spot in Ligue 1. Um, yeah, I think it was a pretty big upset, considering that uh, PSG have done really well in the Champions League in the previous game against uh, Barcelona. And yeah, I think I think the Ligue 1 is pretty, pretty un, 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 underrated in a way that how of a challenge and competitive it is this season. Uh, Lille, obviously putting the biggest fight along with Olympique Lyon. Uh, Lille won 4-1 against Lorient, I believe. And yeah, they just continue to deliver the results, you know. Uh, and I, I think I think if the consistency is there, they, they can challenge for the top. For the t- for the first place for the title, uh, there's also Leon, who's kind of, I mean, Memphis Depay is doing amazing stuff in in France for that team. He's such an important player, and he's doing so well. He's probably one of the most, um, along with Neymar, one of the most creative and fun to watch players uh, in that league. Um, yeah, but it was an important win for Monaco as well, who moved out to the fourth place. Uh, and yeah, um, yeah, that's it for Ligue 1. We just 
pretty briefly. Um, not, not finished yet, Matt. Yeah, I've got go a few questions it. to ask go you. For it. Go don't for worry it. if you don't mind. Monaco in the league are the second best attack joint with Lyon um, in the league, and PSG also have quite strong attackers. Or not, to, not to mention Kylian Mbappe. He's a fantastic talent. With Nico Kovac arriving at Monaco um, this season, this season or last no, season, I'm not sure. Whenever he arrived, how much do you think this is an achievement for Nico Kovac arriving at League One and competing for the, the um, despite having a lot of bad reputation at Bayern? Yeah, yeah, it's a super good question, Akim. Thank you for that question. Uh, Nico Kovac has, by when joining Monaco, he had a very difficult task to achieve. You know, there was uh, a Thierry Henry who tried to uh, start his uh, coaching career over there and he kind of failed miserably. And since then, no one's been able to um, push and create a team that's kind of the one to fight with PSG in the league. Now Niko Kovac stepped up and came, came through and he's slowly but steadily improving that squad. And yeah, maybe next season they'll be they'll be the ones who uh, do really well in the French league. I think Niko Kovac, um, for me as a Bayern fan, it was uh, pretty interesting to for him to go over there to Monaco, seeing them struggling. It was a really risky uh, decision because they they could have really done really badly and sunk uh, to the bottom echelons of the league last last season, I believe. And yeah, I think I think uh, yep. Niko Kovac did the right decision. Obviously, yeah, I think he's doing really well. He's doing a tremendous job over there in France. And yeah, absolutely no. Yeah, in the eighteen ninety season, Monaco did finish seventeenth in the league and it really did escape relegation um, in in, in, the, in the league. And I think ever since he left Bayern, there was a lot of questions. What is the next club for Niko Kovac? Is it going to be another big club? Will it be another small club? Or will it be Monaco? I think Monaco was just perfect for him. A really balanced team. Uh, he got the transfers that he wanted. I think he really desperately wanted Kevin Volland as well. Uh, I remember at Bayern as well, he was desperately wanting to have him. Um, but it wasn't possible because of wages and 50 plus one rule. Uh, but I think Niko Kovac himself has made a fantastic decision in moving on to the League One. Really, just proving himself that he can he can still be a top quality coach, and yeah. Now, we're going to move on to the UEFA Champions League predictions. We got some interesting games to look forward to this week. I'm going to go with Alex first. I'm going to start with you. The first game that I've got on my mind is Atletico Madrid versus Chelsea. What are you um, predicting? I'll say. 2-1, Atletico. I think they're more experienced in the Champions League than Chelsea are. 2-1 to Atletico. Edda, what do you think about Atletico and Chelsea? What do you think the prediction? I think it will be 1-0 to Atletico Madrid. 1-0. Matt, what do you think? Um, It's a pretty tough one uh, because you never know with uh, Thomas Tuchel. His side sometimes steps up really well and yeah, but Considering that, as Alex said, they have an inexperienced squad in the Champions League. You know, Callum Hudson, although having um, kind of behavioural um, kind of attitude problems as well, getting subbed off uh, mm. after being subbed on. I think um, 
Mm, I think 1-0. I think Atletico are going to score and then defend the, 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 the lead uh, for them to just carry on. And yeah, I agree with Edo, 1-0. Or did you say 2-0? No, I said 1-0. One, yeah, sorry. 1-0 to um, Atletico Madrid. Fantastic goal and I'm predicting a 2-0 win for Chelsea. I think Thomas Tuchel has built a fantastic squad. Um, really has put a lot of effort to make this team uh, a good challenging team. Not just the League, but Champions League also. No. I'm having high I'm having high expectations for Chelsea. Chelsea I think will win 2-0. I think they could they could beat Atletico. Um because I think ever since uh, Thomas Tuchel has entered Chelsea, he's really has uh Shape the morale in the team and, and the sharpness. Yeah, don't as well. you think I can play it's too early, maybe for Chelsea to compete at these high levels? No, I don't. It really depends. I mean, Thomas Tuchel has got really good experience mm. with BVB in the Champions League, really good experience with Paris Saint Germain as well. So I think when Thomas Tuchel is under pressure, I think that's when he's at his best. I think we can all agree as well. At BVB, when he was under pressure, he did really well. He won the DFA Pokal. Um, I do think Chelsea would step up in this game. I think Thomas Tuchel will definitely put out a fantastic game. Talking about fantastic game, let's move on to Lazio versus Bayern. Alex, what are you thinking? I don't know. This one can go either way. No, they're both. I'll say two 0 Bayern. Yeah, yeah, I can go either way. Two 0 Bayern. Okay. Um, I'm struggling to, you know, think whether Lazio will score or not. But I'm saying two one or three one by two one or three one by Edo, uh, Matt. Sorry, I know you don't have no, to. No, I, I can I can say case. something. I know, but like, yeah. Are Listen, you sure? I think okay. I think okay. uh, there's going to be a battering a slaughter in Rome. Uh, yeah, Bayern is going to um, de- destroy Lazio. Okay. I think it's going to be a four 0 win for Bayern. Yes, correct. Four 0 It would have been more if uh, Thomas Miller. Wow! wow. Yeah, four 0 Bayern. Let's go. We've seen some uh, pretty weird uh, scorelines last week, so. Yeah, I'm excited to watch that game and hopefully have this prediction correct. Yeah. <laughs> As a Roma fan, I hope that your prediction is correct. I... <laughs> I'm not going to be predicting us or anything, okay? Now let's move on to um, Atlanta versus Real Madrid. Alex. Uh, I always want to see the Italian teams do well in Europe, so I'll say. One nil Atlanta. Yeah, I know Real Madrid are missing some key players. Okay. Um. Uh, Edo, I'm gonna say two two, but I think if Atlanta really won that game, they can win. Okay. You know, it's funny because we like talking about Atlanta being more of a kind kind of. Winner, but I think Real Madrid. I think they they could have that kind of upper like upper hands over Atalanta. I th- I think a fair result would be 
uh, 2-1 because I can't disregard the fact that um, players such, such as Muriel are having a brilliant season, a prolific season, uh, and Duvan Zapata as well. So 2-1 to Real Madrid, however. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to go for 3-1 to Atalanta. I think Atalanta, they really attack really, really hard mm-hmm. on, their, on their opponents. Um, yeah. And I think Sergio Ramos is out for that game. So I'm going to say 3-1 Atalanta. Now, let's move on to the last game. Borussia Mönchengladbach versus Manchester City. Um, I think it will Alex, be a wipeout. what out. do you think? I think City will play exactly like PSG and just finish in the first leg. So I'm saying 3-0 City. Yeah. 3-0. Actually, 3-1 Manchester City. But... uh, No, no, do it 3-0 as well. Did Alex, you said 3-0, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think much and glad that who managed to score. Uh, 3-1 to Manchester City, I think... uh, I, I think Neuhaus could score a goal for Borussia Mönchengladbach. Uh, yeah. You guys might laugh at me, but I'm going to go for... Mm, don't want to look myself stupid, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say 1-1. I think Borussia Mönchengladbach got home are you pretty, pretty good. They did it get five. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For Bundesliga teams, I do, you know. But Borussia Mönchengladbach are very strong at home. They beat Bayern, they beat Dortmund. Uh, I think they'll probably go to the same mm. approach with Man City and just go for a draw, I think. And then, but yeah, these were and in the Champions the League as well, they've had a Sorry, difficult Matt, group and they just uh, show their character and show uh, how to do it at home against big teams. Uh, and yeah, I think I think you could. You, it, it's a kind of a wild shout out shouts. But uh, yeah, um, yeah. If, if that happens, then I could. You're just uh, I don't have a goat in predicting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Matt. And well, this was the UEFA Champions League prediction for the round of sixteen. First leg for the remaining teams. Some interesting predictions going on. You guys do let us know your predictions through Instagram through YouTube, through however you like. Please do make sure to follow us on YouTube through Total Football and Instagram as well. Do make sure to follow us on Spotify as well so you don't ever miss an episode. Stay tuned for this Friday for a special Champions League episode seeing as last Friday. Thank you so much. Thank you, Matt, for coming in. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you, Akib, and thank Thank you to the viewers as well. Thank you, guys. And last but not least, thank you, Edo, as well. This was Akib, and this was the Total Football.